ratings. Greetings, the name of the Most High. Yeah. Well, I could get, you know, I guess docked for playing Jimmy, and but it's raining here, and uh, I mean, really raining. It's been raining and cloudy every day, and uh, I, um, I'm kind of. Can you turn? There shouldn't be any noise back there. I, I guess uh, we're adjusting the studio still. Anyway, um, so the weather, a lot of people are saying the weather looks like it's being messed with. And what I can tell you is that it's, uh, it's uh, it certainly is different. But I, I keep thinking that, you know, this is like a, it's not like them fooling around with the weather. You know, it, it just, it feels like it's the, uh, it feels like it's the Lord, actually. You know? And because it's literally, I mean, it, it's so bizarre, the clouds and the cloud cover, it's nothing like I've ever seen here before. And then, like I say, it just opened up at night, you know, woke us up and, uh, and that's why I'm here getting a podcast because I'm like, okay, God first, you know, and uh, this is what we've got to do. If there's anything that I've got to say that's going to be inspired, it would be around this hour, you know. I mean, it's an if, you know, with me, it's like flying by the seat of my pants. I have no idea what what he's going to do, and you know, it's going to do whatever. But I know one thing: that the times are so intense and so completely convoluted in a contradictory way and um and nothing you know nothing makes sense it's the people that are talking backwards talk on the new on the telly and the telly you know and elsewhere they they do backwards talk they they say that um i heard a guy talking the other day a guy howard dean and he was saying that Trump's already killed 900 people in I know Arkansas or something. You know what I mean? And 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 they get to the logic of it it's like yeah they uh they they they, they won't get the jab. And from what I understand the people that uh, get the jab have been the ones to do the dying. In other words this guy had no no real facts but just that you know the Trump supporters are going to pay the price. Uh, for not getting vaxxed, and they're all going to die. And where the evidence, of course, points to the fact that, uh, you know, you're talking about an engineered bioweapon here. Uh, there is no such thing as the mRNA vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's a it's a bio-experimental uh, bioweapon program. And um, they're forced jabbing people. Even people say, like, say you were, if you were allergic to the serum. Let's say you're allergic to graphene oxide. Oh, I can hear the rain. Hear it? <laughs> say you're uh, allergic to um, graphene oxide or you're allergic to any other ingredients. Uh, that's no excuse. It, okay, even if it will kill you and you have proof that it, it, it's, it possibly would be linked to your death and, and you might die immediately just because of your um, allergic uh, situation, your allergy situation. Uh, they would say, you, you know, no jab, no fly. 
No jab, no bank account. No jab, no walk down the street. No jab, no restaurant. Yeah, but it would kill. it's killing more people now than the COVID did. Doesn't matter. You take the jab. Who, who are you? Not humanity. No one would ever subject another human to that sort of thing unless they were taken over. And here's what comes in. These people are all demonically possessed, but I mean taken over by, you know, when we say demonically possessed, that's too light of a term. They're all taken over in mass. They all speak the same speak. They, they do the same do. Their heads go the same way. And um, they have a world in their mind where the jab is salvation, where um, ruining the economy is being woke and not racist, uh, where um, the, the influx of uh, anyone on our borders is, is um, you know, making up for past sins or, you know, I mean, just on and on and on and on. In other words, the complete destruction of people, their lives, their homes, their families. Families are racist. So their families, their education, turning them out into, into little prostitutes, five- and six-year-old prostitutes, which is what they've done already. No, no, there's no getting against it. It's just they haven't added that to the, the P to the... Uh, they probably are going to do a minor attracted person to the uh, LGBTQ, which is a political, uh, actually, a military. It's a mili- LGBT is a military program and always has been. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, a military program, Antifa, all that. Antifa works with the FBI. So the FBI sponsors Antifa, and the FBI and Antifa did the uh, January 6th attack. You know, we, we know all these things. I mean, it's, this is, you know, it's even casual for me. I have not ever had any uh, need to withdraw any statement I have made here since the beginning of COVID, I mean, beyond that, but I have never had the occasion, you know, whether it be QAnon or COVID or anything, to withdraw or modify any statement that I have made. And you would think with that kind of accuracy that um, that would earn me, you know, an ear or two. Not on your life. I'm more blocked now than ever before. I'm more accurate now than ever before, and I'm more blocked now. I'm more accurate because I'm because I keep closing in on the Lord, because that's the only accuracy there is, not us. Lord be true in every man a liar. That's the way I look at it. So if I get closer to him, I'm going to be more accurate. Further away, more distracted, it's going to be more just out of my own mind, which is going to be junk. Garbage. When you're speaking with through the Lord, speaking through you, you have... Um, That's called inspiration and being inspired. When you're on your own giving your opinion, well, it's opinion. You know, maybe you're good at it and maybe people want to listen, but it's opinion. More people listen to opinion today than they do to inspired anything. There is no inspired. When um, they called out, they wanted Barabbas. They they, They wanted Jesus put to death even though Jesus was innocent. Barabbas is a murderer. And they want Barabbas. They want Barabbas. They want the jab. 
I got no tolerance and no time for these fucking people. They are a people. And they are responsible for their, uh, you know, complete lawlessness, perversion, and just perversion of justice, perversion of everything that there is. They're responsible for ruining the earth. They are the destroyers talked about in the book of Revelation. They're the ones hiding in the rocks and crevices from the wrath of the Lamb, which they know full well. They are burning churches in Canada right now because, you see, the real thing they don't want you to know, and that doesn't... that. Jesus laughs at that. (laughs) Thank you for burning Satan's churches down. Fuck you. Dumbass idiots. The people doing it have a collective IQ of three. That's right, dumbass. Go burn some churches. There you go. You feel better like you've really done something good, huh? Real smart. All that does is it actually makes the real Lord all the much more clear. It makes Jesus way more clear that that is the opposer to the entire New World Order and the only one. I guarantee you on my life that Jesus is the only one opposing the New World Order and the only redress that there is. But what is Jesus? Through Jesus to God, right? I mean, it's this all this big connection. John 17. One Peter, you know, the two Chronicles seven fourteen, Psalm twenty three, Psalm ninety one, Psalm thirty seven. You should know those. So here we are in the most insane, backwards nightmare of total perversion, and when I say perversion, I mean abomination. These people collectively make up the abomination of desolation. They're not even human beings anymore. Whatever they are, whatever they become, it's hell-bent on not just destroying themselves, but taking you with them. Now, coming back to the surface a little bit, not looking at it so deeply, they say, you know, well, we got the jab, so I want to force you to get it too, because we fell for it. Well, the only reason they fell for it... All right, Trish. Nootropic or... How about a... uh, A a brain force? Okay. A little bit of... uh... (laughs) No, I don't want my brain to be going too fast because sometimes it goes too fast. uh, It's not a good thing. The RPM gets too revved up. Uh, Look... You and I have never experienced anything like this in our lives. It's useless to call them, I mean, you know, at this point, they're just cackling hyenas, cackling demons. There's, there's nothing you can do. There is no social intercourse anymore. Now, I've been on their sites, ESPN, you know, uh, MSNBC, Fox News is them. I've been on their different sites and seen their leaders. And basically, let me translate it for you. What they're saying is, we want you to 
die. We want to kill you, and we don't want you to give us any trouble while we're doing it. And we're going to sick the FBI on anyone that would vote for Trump or anyone that would vote for a Republican or anyone that would vote against the program of complete total destruction and suicide by the U.S. government, which is now a runaway, runaway demon. It's a runaway demon. It's not even human. You see the, uh, the, the smiles on those people that took the airplane out of Texas? You know, these people, are, you know, and I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, but I can see that the rhino Republicans and the establishment Democrats have a death wish. And they, they think, and believe me, the last statement I heard from one of them, from a, a celeb of some kind, was, you know, I hope I take the AstraZeneca jab and die. I hope I get to die. It's the least I can do for this wonderful society. Now, my, my, my thing is to observe the society with accuracy. And I'm telling you there is something fundamentally wrong with the Biden administration, with the FBI, with all of them. They comprise a big force, but they're all under the marching orders of one voice. There's one thing that's taken them over. Call it a, a frequency, a program, a, a demon, Satan. It doesn't matter what you call it. They've been taken over. They all say the same thing. They all talk backwards speak. Um, they all get completely irritated when their programming is challenged. If they hear the word Jesus, if they hear the word Jesus, if they hear the word Jesus, they start to fall apart. And when you're around them, it would be well for you to even say under your breath, Jesus, 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 because you'll see the sparks flying out of their ears when you say that. Because that's the only thing left in this world that opposes them, not logic, Look, I got friends who are, you know, cool people that work in the film industry, okay? And so they're, they, they can't embrace the Lord because, you know, they have to pretend to be politically correct or else they, 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 they might get canceled. They might not work. Okay, now you understand that, right? So these people are deathly afraid of what I'm, I mean, they won't get around me because they're, they're terrified of me. Let's just put our cards on the table, shall we? They're terrified of the Zeph report. They're terrified of what, you know, about the, the, the fact is that uh, I entered in to do a couple of uh, films and, and uh, you know, and those films are also very much, uh, well, Girl Next is very much a deprogrammer, you know, very much up to date with the biodigital nexus point they're trying to achieve. And so it's all about, you know what I mean? It's sort of a lot of people that are, berated us have said uh, you know it started off being a nice thriller no it didn't and uh, then it just went into all this kind of boring stuff where there's all these psychedelic hallucinations and sex and drugs and violence and you know what I mean it's awful I give it a minus one you know they give it the lowest number they can give it but it's because they're they're triggered in some way or they're stupid or they're they're you know as the Lord told me the attacks are personal on me in other words they've some of the a couple of reviews are right. You know, you can tell if someone actually watched it. Most of them are just personal attacks on me. Okay, let's admit it. 
and or Larry and or Trish, whatever, same, same spirit. And uh, so we, we know this already, but, you know, we have the Most High God. We're children of the Most High God. We don't shrink from anything. If the Lord gives us unction to do something, we just do it. You know, we are not trying to win friends in fucking Hollywood, of all places. You know, that's like, to me, that's retard central. You know what I mean? I mean, it's fine if you want to talk shallow about, you know, your kids going to Westlake, Harvard Westlake, or you're, you know, you're, you're, you, you can't believe the new zoning laws in Malibu, how unfair they are, how they're trying to raise taxes. If you want to talk about, you know, that kind of stuff like that, or what a nice day it is at the beach, or what a great movie you just saw that was, uh, you know, the most boring thing anyone ever saw, you know, um, you know, and, 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 you know, you, they, and if you don't agree with them, when they choose, they say, oh, this movie's great. And if you don't agree with them, you're kicked out of the club just for that. You know, and I'm like, no, I mean, it's right now they're on the, the, uh, tomorrow war. They, they want you to say that's the best thing that ever lived. Ah, getting some pills, getting some EFAs down the old gullet. <laughs> so, you know, so there's no freedom there, right? You have to get locked up, you know, and then maybe you'll be invited to a, you know, a, a party where there, there are pedophiles going at it, but you can't say anything, you know, or something like that. It's, it's, oh, well, we, we grew up with all that. That was just the normal, I, I don't know what, you know, people started saying pedophile, like there was some new thing. It's a, it's an ancient thing, you know, uh, you know, uh, basically they who rob children of innocence and, and drink innocent blood, there's power in the blood. They drink, they've always been doing that though. They've always been going on like setting, you know, people that are like free in a, in a, in a forest somewhere and then hunting them with hunting rifles. They've always, they, this is old stuff. And just that in America, the dumb shit world here of dumb ass idiots of America, they don't seem to understand this stuff. It's like I'm watching people that understand the film, but girl next, they don't even know what we're doing. They don't even know what it's about. They don't even understand what's going on. Can you believe it? It's, it's, it's we presented so that a child could understand it. And, you know, my theory is, is that it's, it's messing with their heads with their programming. You know, and, and do, do I say dumb? Yes, I think the, the dumbing down with, with the fluoride and the, you know, chemicals and the GMOs and the, you know, prions in the brain and, and all this and the, and the jabs. I've noticed that people are duller after the jab, i.e. lower IQ. Um, and the, the banter on television is dumber. It's dumber and dumber and dumber. The military looks like one big dumb shit. I mean, it's just the dumbest of the dumb. I don't think the American military could win a war if if you handed them all the nuclear weapons in the world. I think they would just shoot it at themselves. You know, I mean, that's where we're at. You know, I mean, it's, it's horrible. And you guys that have served, I mean, you know, I feel sorry that it's gotten to that point. I feel sorry for the guys that are in there. If you are a, you know, apparently if you're a Buddhist, you know, or a tranny or a Buddhist or something, you know, some cool kind of thing, you know, you're fine. It's, it would, if it's Jesus, that's the problem. If you're a patriot and Christ, see, that becomes the problem. Because what's the opposite of patriot? 
revolutionary. And what's the point of a revolutionary? To overthrow your world, to take your property, confiscatory taxes, that means confiscating your wealth, uh, destroying your children in school by sexualizing them at a uh, young age and then only and then having the adults have their way with the children, which is what's going on. Yes, they tell the kids to get in the car with the old pervert man. That's right. They, they oversee that so that by the time they get into second and third grade, they're ready to go. Now, we've been talking about this for 22, well, 20 years. Not 20, it's, it's 20 year anniversary will be on uh, the uh, uh, 2022. 20 years I've been here talking about this, where I talked about it on the Art Bell show, where people got mad, said I was derated. They all were attacking me, you know, I, you know it, like, it, it can't be that bad. I remember when I was, I'm co-writer of the Society, but I was the original writer, the, the original screenplay. And I was on the set, and uh, the extras were there. This was during the shunting, you know, orgy at the end, which is, the you know, now called the most mind-blowing end to any horror movie of all time. So I'm, I'm glad that Brian turned it into rubber and, and Screaming Man George. And I'm glad for all the collaboration, you know, that it takes collaboration to make a really good movie. But he wanted to shy away from the literalness, and I think that was a good decision. But anyway, looking back on it, you know what I mean, 2020 vision. So I'm sitting there, and I th- we're either having lunch. We're, we're filming and... Um, off Slauson Avenue there, you know, not, not far from LAX. If you take a left, it, there are these warehouses. And so the, the these warehouses, were we that's where we did, uh, where we would shoot. You know, we'd set up, uh, you know, uh, stages in the warehouses. That's what uh, you do in LA. I, and I'm not sure if these warehouses were, you know, retrofitted to accommodate uh, film, you know, like makeup and hair and costume. But what people would do is they would, get little partitions or there'd be little offices or something where they would set up like the effects team over here and the, and the makeup over here and the costume over there, you know, and then, and then the, you know, the carpenters and the, you know, lots of people doing a lot of things anyway. And they build these plywood walls, right. And inside those walls would be the interior sets. So I, I guess we're sitting, it's a lunch break. I guess we're on lunch sitting around a table not far from the main set where the uh, the orgy scene is going to go on. And there's going to be young and old people. So this old lady is sitting next to me, and she just takes me personally to task. And she goes, you know, it's not like that, you know. And I'm like, "What? where is that coming from? It's not like that. You know, you really uh, are saying some bad things. It's not like that. Like she was you know, completely triggered and, and, you know, she's in the movie. I, you can see her, the gray haired lady kind of in the middle of the thing. And she, she never really gets nude. She's kind of in her underwear, but you know, she's screaming at me that it's not like that. Like out of the blue, like to it's not like that. You know, and, and you know, everyone's pointing at me like, what are you know? So apparently what was in there, even rubberized, even, you know, surrealized, uh, was apparently, you know, um, what what can I say? Uh, it's not like that, they're saying. I mean, that that was the big, you know, the opposition to the screenplay in the beginning was we had the, the whole orgy scene, all that was like literal with the idea of uh, doing human sacrifice. In other words, you know, Billy, the uh, protagonist, 
would have been set up for human sacrifice, which is the same plot point in the the, the rubber version, you know, and um, set up for human sacrifice. And, um, you know, and apparently this triggered this uh, this old lady. And, you know, and then people were asking me, you know, about things on the set and um, proving to me that they... You know, you know, at the time for me, it was just fiction. You know what I mean? It was just like, um, and I was, you know, not in my, I was very, you know, just imagine how messed up your mind can be if, you know, if you can't, if your memories are all compartmentalized and programmed. I mean, you know, it was a mess. Um, but I was a mess. But but anyway, the, the, the point is, is that, uh, you know, there we were. People are saying, and so, what it looked like to me at that time was, well, there are people that seem to know about this and they get, instead of saying, yeah, you're right, they get triggered, they start screaming. Like they have some kind of programming, right? If they, if something is getting close to spilling the beans, they start going, you know, and they start screaming. And nobody wants to know. Nobody wants to look. They know it's bad. They just don't want to know exactly how bad it is. You know, it's like the Leonard Cohen song. You know, everybody knows. And so I started concluding that. And then finally, it was another, you know, another, you know, decade before I would get to the Zeph report, you know. And so by the time I got there, I'd already seen that, you know, I'd had confirmation that uh, when I finally had my, you know, uh, um, my, G- my Jesus chose me moment. My go to the Father moment through Christ, not my come to Jesus moment. That's ridiculous. They let, oh, it's, oh, oh, you went to the altar. Good. Yeah, now you're with Jesus. Wrong. The only way you're with Jesus is if Jesus says you are. Most people. <laughs> If they get taken like that, they they agree. You know, I mean, it'd be very rare that someone would rebel against something that powerful. What happens? Not with me, but I'll tell you. So we were around all these Satanists in L.A. And they were basically having us on the Truman Show. And, you know, they they basically, our home was like a stage. And... They come over and act a certain way, but then they'd have their, you know, their covens and their rituals and their, their whole game going outside of it. And I guess what we were, were lambs of the slaughter. And uh, so we realized that. And, you know, the Lord was able to make us circumvent them. Some people call that gang stalking, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's because it's like a worldwide phenomenon, right? It's the same spirit worldwide. And they're coming at you, but but never so fervently as after... Jesus. And after I had my test in the bathroom, I'm looking in the mirror and and the voice comes to me saying, you don't need Jesus. You've got God direct. You, you're with the Father. I mean, then why make it hard for everybody? You know, this is a universal love here. You know, God the Father. It's, you know, this is great. And I said, no, devil, get away from me. I, I know that's wrong. And I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I think there is something to this, and I'm. I'm going to. You know, the fact that uh, you know the enemy will come right out and tell me you don't need Jesus. Well, I never asked. 
for anything. I never asked for any knowledge. I never asked the question, do I need Jesus? This was out of the blue. So your red flag goes up, right? Why would they be so concerned about Jesus? Why be so concerned about Jesus? So you see, that little incident there in that bathroom, in that house in Sherman Oaks up, up on the hill there, that little incident was a life changer because I knew right then, you know, what the deal was. I knew right then that Jesus was the concern of the entire world. And so they try to act like, oh, Jesus is meh. And then yeah, now they don't want you to notice them burning down the churches like, oh, we're going to get Jesus. And of course, they're dumb fucks, you know. I mean, I got to stop cussing now. Stop it. I just don't know what else. I've been frustrated lately, and I, I just I just don't have any other word for them other than, you know, just like unbridled laughter, you know, when I go into town. And, and I, you know, there's a few people that seem awakened to me that we know. But the majority seem to just be walking around with their thumbs or their heads up their asses. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's so pathetic that you have to laugh. You, you have to laugh or you'd cry. And, but, now, but see, now it's much more dangerous because we have, you know, like probably around 100,000 people have died from the jab. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like they do. And some of these are complications. And, you know, I mean, a lot of them, you know, a big percentage of those, they're saying around 10,000 right now, you know, conservatively. But they're also saying about, you know, only a small percentage are reported. You know what I mean? So they're they're trying to get around 5,000. But there are more people that died from the jab than have died from COVID. That doesn't mean they're not going to come with a more powerful virus in September, you know, to, to where they think these people will survive. And, of course, the people that uh, don't get the jab won't. So that's that's what that's the threat right now. They're going to release another virus that's going to get take out the people that didn't get the jab. Understand? You know, Biden said, you pay the price. So they're cooking it up now. Meanwhile, uh, the makers of the vaccines are changing their formula because they see that if, if even though the press has blacked out all the deaths, because the presser is evil. I mean, you see someone in the press, you know, uh, you, you don't let them into your home. You don't enter into conversation. You cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. If you have the, the unfortunate encounter with someone that belongs to the, you know, because those people know the difference between the truth and the lie, and they choose to be evil. And they also want a high death rate. They would like to kill all Trump supporters. They, Trump is like a, like a rallying cry for them. The FBI, Trump is the number one enemy of the FBI coming from the seventh floor of the FBI. That, that's where they make it. Is Trump is the enemy of the FBI. And January 6th was a complete failure, false flag. Uh, but Antifa is 100% owned by the FBI. So this Black Lives Matter. It's, it's, they regulate the whole show. All the mass murderers, all the shooters, all MKUltra, FBI, CIA, FBI, NSA, blah, blah, blah. The whole point of these people 
is the overthrow of, of America. They are, of course, on America. The Joint Chiefs of Staff are 100% anti-American. The entire Congress is 100%, almost 100% anti-American. There's some, you know, decent people there, but they're over, they're, they're outgunned. This is truly, you know, going to be a, you know, coming up some kind of, what they're trying to do is eliminate any kind of threat that people would fight back. So they're trying to pre-crime them, you know what I mean? They're trying to pre, pre-round pre them up. Uh, you know, they have the uh, FEMA camps, all that, ready to go and uh, ready for, you know, 100 million people to be put in there. They're hardcore. They also are ready to start just spraying poison over people from the sky, just like killing, uh, you know, like uh, killing, you know, like crop dusters. They're ready to do that too. They're ready to do anything they can do to get rid of that spirit. And it is a spirit. What's the spirit? What's their spirit? They want to be enslaved. They want to be a slave. They want to serve the the beast. They want to do evil. They want to kill people that are not like them. That is their spirit of CNN, of all news media, of Washington, of Hollywood, of ESPN, of all of them. They put it in this guise of, oh, we, we really are there for... Oh, oh, here's the other thing. Have you noticed in the Hollywood movies that they suck? And you know why they suck, right? Because they're being PC. You know, when you start putting in, you know, race exchanging people just so you can get the numbers right and not casting people based on the part, then it's it's going to be caca. Caca! Shit! You want to do a piece of art like a movie is the big, greatest piece of art we have? Then you try to use that for propaganda, you can go to hell. Hollywood, you can go to hell. I just have so little interest in what you think about anything because your head is so far up your fucking ass. I'm telling you. You know, you ruined L.A. You know, you know Disney is the biggest pedophile pervert on the block. Pretty soon, you're going to see kids being sacrificed. Oh, I'm sorry, that's already been in several Disney features. Right, Lost Boys and all that. You know, Pinocchio. Hello. What do you think Pinocchio was about? Walt Disney. You know, when I was five years old, I met Mr. Disney. Mr. Disney, yes, sir. Yes, here's your submarine. Boy, what a great thing this is. We got in the submarine. It was the most boring ride I'd ever been on in my life. But Walt wanted to show my grandfather that he had that submarine because, you know, uh, he sat on the board of directors or something. I don't know. He's, you know, something along those lines. And uh, he was the being, you know, big guy in L.A. So you know, ran civil defense during World War II and all that. So you know, well respected. But who who is Disney? Well, first of all, what are they all in Los Angeles? Before it got to be where it is now, this sort of uh, spoiled brat woke culture, okay? Before it got to that, this entitled spoiled brat bullshit thing, you know what I mean? Where people just live on, 
they they want to have a universal income because they think it's all about pads and screens and social media and they can just sit there forever doing that. They're not going to allow the these you know these these lazy kids to to, to do that forever. They're going to pull the plug. I know who they are. First of all, number one, who are these? Who are the people that formed Los Angeles before it went down the tubes because of the, this generation? Because of people like Eric Garcetti, who was trained at the Harvard Westlake School, son of Gil Garcetti, who was the, uh, I guess, the Attorney General for the state of California. Eric Garcetti, mayor of LA. You know, so far up the wazoo of Satan, he can't even see straight. All he knows is lock him down, ruin the business shut the theaters, shut everything, kill everybody, shut off the food supply, and then say it's all in the name of science. Mr. Garcetti learned well from his Harvard, uh, from the Harvard sodomite classes. Learned well, didn't he? Learned well, didn't he? And he ruined L.A. And they all, all, these are all the kids of, the, of, those, of those movers and shakers, and even the grandkids. You know, these are the grandchildren. But who were the original patriarchs and occasional matriarch of Los Angeles? Who were they? You know, I know, not only know the answer, but my entire background is I have a whole room full of photographs that would blow your mind about who ran things and how, how it worked. Now, you know, you could say around 1930... The studios started coming in there on with the talking pictures, right? Which then established the the movie as the greatest uh, artistic endeavor of all time, and everybody wanted to be in on it. Every, you know, screen royalty and and all that, you know what I mean? Fame, fortune. It's all built around these studios. It was a big industry, big deal. And who was behind the propaganda effort of getting us into the wars of World War II? Hollywood. And who were these guys? They sat on the board of Raytheon. No, they weren't libtards then, and they're not now, by the way. They're industrialists. Okay? The movies is one aspect of a conglomerate. And now I could call that entertainment, but the entertainment is also wedded to the military-industrial complex. Why? And what, that's, what is that wedded to? Like Caltech and physics, and what's that wedded to? Ultimately, it's wedded to Freemasonry. The thing that runs L.A. is Freemasonry. That's the numero uno thing you have to understand. That's what everyone has to join if they want to play ball in this club. And they have to move up through the ranks. So the only way you can do that is either run a charity and make that successful, you know what I mean? The March of Dimes or the, you know, the various charities, remember? The Art Lake Letters. I remember I used to see uh, Art Lake Letter. I... He would always salute my grandfather. And I'd see Art Linkletter. And he looked at me with disdain. He knew I was was not going to play ball. Anyway, bottom line is, playing ball is a... And what what did we call the L.A. situation, the establishment? We called it the L.A. Mafia. And where did people go that disagreed with it? cement shoes out in Terminal Island. I don't know how many thousands of people got uh, killed because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time on the grand jury somewhere, a witness to something. 
they all got whacked because the uh, the mafia was running it. And then the good guys, right, the, the hoity-toity society guys, they they had the mafia do, you know, the mafia. Now you're talking to Jewish mafia, Italian mafia, you know, the mafia, doing their uh, dirty work to to get control of Los Angeles. So a lot of people had to die. And uh, that, 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 that biggest uh, corruption was visible probably uh, from the end of the war, 1945, through about 1955. I was born in 54. And so what was the deal in L.A. then? What was the deal in this post-World War II, post-Depression environment? Well, the first thing is, the kids, our parents, were spoiled, rotten by their, you know, by their uh, patriarchs who worked their way up to be kings and, you know, the kings of Hollywood, the kings of the studios, the moguls, the the industrialists, the... uh, you know the, the 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 beginning of the birth of the uh, you know multinational combines or or or, or, or uh, you know, collaboratives. You know the rise of people like Arm and Hammer, you know, and uh, you know the, the the Hilton hotel business, and uh, you know just uh, you know the, the rise of Boeing and Raytheon, and and uh, the rise of the military industrial complex. You know the presidency of Eisenhower as it <clears throat> became the presidency of Kennedy and um, the, uh, the, 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 the Cold War and all this stuff was all big business. The uh, collusion between, you know, the industrialists in Russia and all over the world, you know, and all these people all over the world, what are they, what are they beholden to? All these people, whether they're in Russia or China or America or everywhere, they're all beholden to the mafia. I mean, the real mafia, the Freemason mafia. And what's the deal with Freemasonry? Why is it free? Why is it free? Because they all have to be vetted in these lodges and secret societies to to then be able to communicate with each other on a, on a global stage. And what do they do? They use the power of the of wealth and concentration. Remember, the military-industrial complex is very much part of this mafia. You know, it is, you know, the, when you talk about the FBI and the CIA and all that and, the, and you know, Area 51 and, you know, advanced aircraft and, you know, the, the fact that, you know, wars are obsolete because we would kill each other 15 times over and, you know, going into the virtual AI, all that stuff, it's all the military-industrial complex or one big military mafia, if you will. And all these guys have come up through worship of what? Lucifer. And all these guys in the, the higher positions have, you know, are involved in, uh, you know, sacrificing, you know, human beings and doing all the things that people have discovered, you know, about drinking blood and power in the blood and adrenochrome and all the stuff that you've heard about. It's all true, but you haven't heard, you, know, you haven't even heard half of it. I mean, it goes into stuff I don't even want to say. <laughs> well, I said one thing where people would sit at the table for a ritual and, you know, there'd be like the, the, the China, the butlers, all this, and they would be served poop and eat it, you know what I mean, as a ritual. I know, I know, I don't want to even go into the rest of it because, I mean, that's, you know, it, well, when people are demon-possessed, uh, I remember being in the loony bin when there's a, this gal that was possessed, every once in a while she'd be streaking around the halls nude, and then she'd be eating poop out of the toilet. And you say, well, why would she do that? 
and because she had voices. They said she was schizophrenic, so she had voices in her head telling her to eat that poop, to take those clothes off. And then she'd be normal a lot of the time, and then all of a sudden she'd erupt into another episode. And um, you couldn't help but think that uh, somebody had messed with her. You know, and most of the things like that don't happen in nature. Just think about your animals. Your animals are all kind of the same. There's, there's, there's every once in a while you'll have a, a real afflicted animal with a kind of a thing, but uh, most of the time people, animals, you know, nature is the way it is. It doesn't have extreme reactions to anything unless it's messed with. Like I say, every all the shootings we've had have all been uh, tightly controlled by MK Ultra, you know, mind control techniques or whatever, getting a, a weak person and setting them up, but or or staging it like the uh, you know like the uh, Kennedy assassination where you had multiple shooters, or and even to this day there are people that think there's one shooter. It's hard for me to understand that, but I guess that's how thick the programming is. There are people that think this jab, this mRNA, is a miracle from God. There are people that think that by destroying the economy, we're getting rid of racism. There are people that think that if you keep the family, the nuclear family intact, it's racist. They actually believe that. And they also believe that education is racist. That is reading of books. So they seek to burn the books. These are not liberals, folks. The Democrats are not liberal. They are... um, you know, authoritarian, technocrat, um, dictators. They all want to be enslaved and they don't like people walking around free, like people that are, they don't like, you know, anybody that has the Lord. Why? Because if you have truly have Jesus, and I, they don't care about people meditating and meditating on the sutras or Buddha or, you know, doing ascetic work of Hindus or yoga or whatever. They don't care about that. They only care about praying to Jesus. They only care about Jesus. That's the only thing. But they can't say it because then you'd be tipped off. So they have to act like meh while they're doing the persecuting in the background. Why would there be less persecution now than there was back in the day of, of the Romans? Why would there be less, right? You know, when I started on the Zephyr Report, there... People reported no persecution in the United States. I said, you haven't looked at my life. I've been persecuted since day one. They knew before I even met Jesus what was going to happen. I was persecuted ahead of time, pre-persecuted ahead of time. Why? Because I kept, you know, I kept looking for a way out because I kept thinking about the stars and physics and science and science fiction and... I kept wondering why we're here. You know what I mean? I never just got with a program. You know, I was one of those people that wondered about a lot of things. Also, you know, there had been abuses that had to be rectified, and my mind had blotted them out, you know, or Dr. Dietrich made me blot them out or something. And... um Yeah, well, they can be very powerful. I mean, they once you renounce that something happened, like... I renounced that there was ever some kind of thing like society, you know, movie going on, even though, you know, and, and that was the basis for my being allowed to leave a certain institution to go be a drummer 
in a country band in the middle of bumfuck, <laughs> you know, uh, where I, I wouldn't be bothered, where I wouldn't bother anybody, you know, and, um, and then somehow I wound up back in LA, you know, I had to find out what happened, and the very thing I renounced was the very thing that happened, and then the memory that I was writing the screenplay, you know what I mean? It's got a lot of, I mean, not just truth, but literal, you know, it's got a little energy on it that, see, I don't think Brian really understood that. It has an energy in it. There's an energy in the story, even with all the rubberization. It, of course, it's not logical, and a guy like, you know, like the producers of Society, they would never get it. They just think, I'm crazy. They never got it. I'm sure everybody is happy it persisted, but why did it persist? It persisted for the same reason it was slammed in the beginning. I told you in the United States, it got a bad review in Variety. And, uh, you know, I guess it was like 1990 or so. And um, I just remember reading the review down at the uh, Sherman Oaks at the corner of uh, Ventura and Van Nuys. And I got the variety. I was all anxious to see the word back from the Cannes film market, right? It was going to screen there for the buyers. And the review was so bad. I actually wish I kept it because it was like, the. I, I know I can find it again. It was the worst thing that, I mean, it was just, I didn't know what to think. I was kind of stunned. And then I talked to the, one of the producers, Paul, and he was like, yeah, we got a bad review. And you know what happened? The movie was banned from the United States. For that reason, because of that review. So it was only because I guess the producers or or Keith or whatever believed in it and they kept on with it because it just had that entered something in it. And, uh, you know, in in the foreign territories, they they really they bought it up, but it still got like one and two star reviews, you know, like one, you know, like this is the worst movie ever made type of thing. And now you look at it, and it has uh, a company called Arrow Films, which I like very much. I wish they would talk to me. You know, we could do some great things together. But anyway, they put out a society uh, special two-disc thing with artwork and lots of interviews with Brian and Screaming Managers. Brian never included us in the interviews, in, in, in me and Rick. And, uh, you know, he just hogged it all for himself. And I'm sorry that he did that, but... That's what he does, you know. <laughs> he cut the producers out too. So it's just his baby, you know. And so he's got all these interviews in it and everything. But anyway, they uh you look at the rating of it of the DVD, you know what I mean? It's like four and a half stars. And they go, there's there's no movie like this in the world. Okay, so they so there's that, you know what I mean? And the same thing I could say the same thing about Girl Next. I mean it's getting uh tremendous, you know, big time reviews from some people then like one one person just like ew oh gross you know they they're doing the same thing they did with society because it's got an energy in it right it's based on true events isn't it it's got some truth in it but it's not just true events there's lo- lots of docu mocu docu you know fiction documentary type things it's based on tr- like I in honor of Cuba I watched Scarface last night or almost all of it. And I was just really amazed how uh, how great that screenplay was about how all these characters, how they set up and paid off. That's a good one. If you want to learn how to write a screenplay, that would be 
the one to, to, to I, I don't care to write to learn how to write a screenplay. It's too late for me. But if you want to learn how to write a screenplay, I'd get that screenplay by Oliver Stone, and uh, who's a great writer. And I would sit down with it and I'd try to understand how exactly he used these characters and played them off. Now they paid them all off. You know, I was explaining that to Trish today, the structure of it. it it's bloody brilliant. And, uh, you know, well, say what you will about Stone. I think he's a brilliant guy. I, I don't know. You know. He's kind of gone downhill over time, you know, but back in the, those days, he was very sharp. And, um, you know, that screenplay is, uh, you know, that's why he became a great director because he wrote such a powerful screenplay. And uh, he did another one, Midnight Express. Didn't he do that one? Yeah, so, you know, he was... Uh, 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 the Why is it good? Is because the characters were bigger than life and because they all paid off with each other. They all betrayed each other, you know, systematically until, you know, the, the, the Scarface, Tony Montana, boosts himself to be, you know, the king of the world. And yet he betrayed somebody to get to that spot. And uh, they're more powerful than him. They're coming after him. So it it results in this giant, epic, uh, you know, mind-blowing shootout at the end. And, um, you know, the connection also with Brian De Palma as a director in his prime at that time. It was just a recipe for success. And, uh, you know, I, I was amazed how much better that film is than movies today. I mean, it, it, it's not even close. And when I say characters pay off, I mean characters that are there to, you know, like the guy wants the other guy's wife, but he's got to knock that guy off to get the wife. And then, you know, there's his sister and he doesn't want her to ever have sex or something like that. And so he, you know, he's protecting her, but then all of a sudden his partner, played by Stephen Bauer, I forget his name now, he, he, he hooks up with her and he winds up getting killed by Tony because Tony said, don't, she's not for you. And he violated that. And then he gets killed. And then they tried to set him up at the beginning with this, uh, cocaine and, and, uh, you know, that was going to be a, it was going to be an ambush by the Colombians. And, uh, he managed to get, uh, you know, back up and help and, and blow them away and then deliver the, the coke plus the money to the, to the guy who actually really set him up, you know, who actually, you know, set him into a suicide mission. And then he brought back the coke and the uh, the money both, and said, "My gift to you." And and uh, so now now you know Tony was a threat and an asset at the same time to the you know, the wheeler dealer drug dealers of uh, you know the uh, I guess you would just call them the uh, the South American drug dealers of Miami, you know, and um, it was it was. Uh, Based on the true events of the uh, of Castro sending over the uh, you know refugees, but emptying the prisons and putting in the murderers and the ne'er do wells on the boats, and having them come to Miami, you know, bringing people that, uh, as as Trump would have said, you know, these are not people that would merit coming to the United States. These are the lowest of the low. Castro just wanted to empty his prisons. He didn't want to seem like such a dictator, so he wanted to send these bad guys to the United States. So that's that's what the whole story was based on, and then loosely based on the you know the the classic uh, movie Scarface. Um, so you know it, uh, yeah. But you're watching it, and you're just kind of amazed at, at the uh, 
it's so easy to do, you know, in a sense. Why don't we do it then? If it, you know, well, it looks easy, but it, it's just in the structure of a story. You know, characters aren't there unless you're going to use them to pay them off in some way, right? That's why why they're there. You know, there's betrayal, there's lust, there's um, uh, what happens between people. There's betrayal, there's lust, there's there's uh, you know envy, there's um, uh, greed. There's, uh, you know, uh, doing acts that will bring back trouble on you, karma. There's uh, desire, always. The characters want something. In Tony's case, he wanted to be the big man. He wanted to be the big, big guy. He said, said, well, what do you want, Tony? See, it's always good in a screenplay to ask your character what they want. What do you want, Tony, says, you know, his buddy. And he says, the world and everything in it. Okay, that is the movie right there. Bingo. Once you've identified that, now you know how to plot the rest of your story. It's not that hard, folks. It really isn't. But see, people make it complicated. You know, storytelling is in our DNA, and doing a story for a big movie, a big collaboration, should be an act of joy and an act of... uh, inspiration and an act of uh, camaraderie and and you know you're building something people are going to watch and they get enthralled with it more that they'll watch a movie over and over they're not going to read a book over and over again <laughs> pretty sure about that they'll see a movie over and over again now and um you know that's that's it's it's a great medium i i mean i don't know of any better medium i've got uh you know, the, there's just something about it that's uh, that transcends all the evil that's around it. You know, the evil meaning that you know the people that have sold out to become stars and you know all that ugliness. You could understand that, though. You know, they sell out to do anything these days. I mean, they they basically, you know, to join Antifa, they have to sell out. You know what I mean? They, you know, they it's uh, to join the FBI, they have to sell out to. Uh, to do anything. I mean, it's just gotten to the point where Satan's grip on the world is the abomination of desolation. How can we fight it? You can't fight. What do you, look, the Bible's very clear. Who can make war with a beast? No one can make war with a beast. Only God. That's why they tried to block. Listen, the one thing that bothers them more than anything else is Jesus. Back in the days of Marxists, when you talk to Richard Warbrand or anyone else, he would tell you the one thing that they're afraid of is Jesus. Back in you know World War Two and you know the, and, and, and post World War Two, back in Romania when Ceausescu was running things, the big thing that they were uh, afraid of was a real revival of Christ. Because then you don't care about the Roman soldiers. You know you don't care about if you have nothing. You don't care. You know what I mean. You don't care if. Uh, you don't have a care of tomorrow. Jesus really is so adamant against worrying about tomorrow. You know what I mean? Everybody worries about tomorrow. But technically in Christ, we're forbidden worry. Well, that's a huge fear-based program they have. They want us to worry. They want us to be afraid, and they want that then to induce us into giving in. It's not giving in here or there. It's giving in to the whole program. In other words, I'll do what you say. I'll do what I'm told. I see the light now. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. 
I'll turn my neighbors in, okay? As a token of appreciation. Yeah, that's exactly what you're dealing with. And, and these guys are so blind, they don't know that they're a hive. They don't know that it's Satan. They don't know anything. All they know is that this is how it's evolving, and they can't help it. <laughs> well, none of my friends are fooled by any of this. Not, not even one. I don't know one friend that I've known over the years who has fallen for the jab. Not Well, I do know. I, I, I take that back. I know a couple. But that was not a surprise. They weren't the kind of good friend, you know, that, you know, we, you know, you can just shoot the shit and you're just on the same page. You know, it's just like a spiritual thing. Uh, I don't know one of those kind of friends that's a spiritual connection there. I Not one of, not even one has taken the jab. The jab being, you know, what the jab is, is the mark of the beast because it, it basically goes in and changes your DNA. So that's the mark of the beast. You know, there are churches out there saying it's not the mark of the beast. I don't know, I got on a real tangent today. Well, so for you youngins tuning in and listening and fighting your own programming and getting mad at me and everything, you have to understand something. The, what I talk about with Jesus is experiential. It has nothing to do with your futile, uh, you, know, uh, 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 you know, logical search for answers. I don't have a futile logical search for answers. I have been given direct revelation I know Jesus is the Christ, the the the, the door, the way out, the, the 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 first and the last, the fulcrum, the the actual nexus point, the cornerstone. You know what I mean? The Alpha and the Omega. I know that. I don't just believe it externally. I know in my bones and my guts and my veins that's truth. The other word for Jesus is truth. So when something's true, it's of Christ. When you get the truth about the jabs, it was direct revelation given to you by Christ, the revelator, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He told you about the jabs. He told you about the uh, the 666 mRNA, right? He told you about the digital ID soon to come, the real, you know, mark. He told you about un, in in the head or under the skin, under the uh, in the hand, right? He told you about the uh, that no one would buy or sell unless they had the mark or the number of his name, and he told you the name, the number of his name is six six six. He told you that, and in the revelation, he told us that he dictated that to us so that we would have foreknowledge. He, you know, through John, sitting on the island of Patmos, was foreseeing no one able to buy, sell, or anything unless they're connected, then also seeing complications with the uh, the, the tattoo, right? The uh, Basically, the digital tattoo, the, uh, the microneedle uh, luciferase uh, hydrogel a tattoo uh, that will, will uh, launch nanobots into your system and... Uh, and, and deal with your cells and your health and your organs and everything else. He saw that and wrote about it from the island of Patmos a couple thousand years ago. 
He saw that. How did he see that? How would a guy see that? How about seeing with such specificity? Right? How do you see with such specificity? How is it written so specifically in the book of Revelation? And now how come so many Christians are balking against it and getting the jab? Well, these aren't brethren of mine. I mean, we never got along. They always hated me. And they take the jab. Those who really, who I've loved and they've loved me, none of us take the jab. So there's an us and them, isn't there? All the enemies that persecuted us are going to die. I don't know whether it be this year, next year, whatever, but there are systems of compromise. In other words, if something comes along, a disease, something, I don't think they're going to be able to fend it off very well, having taken those jabs, especially if they keep getting a booster shot. But, you know, maybe the fact that you need a booster, maybe somebody takes the jab once, they know they made a mistake, they repent about it, and then there's no effect, and then they live on. That could happen, too. I don't know the death thing. I just know that a lot of people are dead, and more so than the coronavirus has killed. But I'm also aware that they promised another virus coming up in September that will be even stronger than covid that the the vaccinated will be able to weather, but the, the average, no. I'm going to bet on the American and, you know, the, the human, uh, uh, you know, immune response. I'm going to bet on our human immunity. I'm going to bet on the human immune system that God gave us as opposed to their immune system. I'll bet you anything I'm right. The people who have not gotten the jab will be the stronger and if you have gotten it, I think you'll be the weaker, unless it wears off and it's out of your system. I hear that with pine needle tea, that will take the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the actual nano pollution in your body out. Uh, so there is hope, you know, there is hope. I, I, I think the people that have taken the jab laugh at people that don't. They say, oh, it's great. They, they say that if you confront them with the deaths, they'll say, they died because they didn't take it, or they died because they took it uh, too late, or they, they have an excuse. Believe me, I hate this. You know, I hate the, seeing the destruction of the country by jackals who don't know how to tie their shoelaces. You see Antifa out there, their stupid little outfits, and you just got to start laughing. Or, or, you know, or, you know, the black militants running around up and down the hills. You know, we're going to kill everything that's white, they say, and they got the AR-15s. Why do you think they're allowed to be completely heavily armed moving around like a military unit? Wh who do you think is protecting them? FBI! FBI! Nazi, Nazi, Nazi! Zieg Heil, Zieg Heil, Zieg Heil. I just gave you everything. Zieg Heil, Nazis, Klaus Schwab, FBI, UN, Alphabet Soup Agencies, blah, 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 allow, you know, work with Antifa. They work with Black Lives Matter. They work with, uh, you know, not Black Panthers, but the black uh, militants that are being programmed to kill everything white. They work with all this. Meanwhile, 
the future, the, what they're really trying to do is hone and make a new Superman who will be white. And Klaus doesn't tell you that part because his, his body is being prepared for him, cloned, and he's going to be able to jump into it. And off they're going to go to the stars because they're all interconnected with the you know beings. And what do the beings want? They want Klaus to deliver the whole world on a silver platter. They want the world ended and then they will give the gifts of eternal life in these bodies. You know what that would make, Klaus? A prisoner forever in his wicked, seething, disgusting body. Can you imagine that? How stupid that guy is to be a prisoner when I would say that I have access to all the stars, all the dimensions, all the parallel universes, everything. And any number of bodies, whatever I would feel like projecting. That that's my freedom to come. That's what eternal life is, really. It's, it's like a series of, you know, whatever you want it to be, really. Uh, but it's very advanced, okay? I don't consider being in one of these putrid bodies you know, on Earth, these corrupted bodies, to, you know, that, that wear out after 80 years, I wouldn't be, you know, saying that that is nirvana. I wouldn't be saying, gee, if we could make that live on, wouldn't that be great? I'll just live in that. I don't think I would ever do that. I wouldn't want the limiting jail time of forever in that thing. Right? They, I mean, I've met people in Christian, they go, I, I, you know, what if the New Jerusalem is like us being this, you know, tabernacle of God and it's not even like, you know, having a bipedal body? No, I've got to, no, they object. No, we're going to judge the wicked and we're all going to be in these bodies and the bodies won't die. And I'm so what if it isn't exactly like that? No, you blasphemer. You mean you wouldn't want God to be God? You want to run the show yourself, God? Are you God? You want to basically say this is the form? What if you could have any form? What if you had true freedom? What if you really were aligned with creator? Well, they can't because you're aligned with your own ego, not God. It's you and your ego. And what you want, legs, arms, you want to be a bipedal creature. You want to call the shots. You're no Christian. You're an arrogant fool. All you are is a guy with a God complex. You know what I mean? You, you think you've got the inside story on God and you're going to be the preacher. You've got to make everyone see it the way you see it or they're going to be thrown out of your church. Great. Line them up for the mark of the beast. Except most people won't think it's the mark. They will rationalize it away, folks. You know, I've got to be able to get on the airplane. I've got to have that. You ever notice how God has separated us from the guys with the jabs? You used to see them, you don't anymore. I've noticed that. I haven't done it. I've noticed it happened. No, I don't think they want to be around us. Not because... Uh, 
you know, they're afraid of being infected. They got the jab after all. Uh, but they make up an excuse like, it's not safe, but I thought you just got the jab to protect yourself so it would be safe. And you're saying now the jab isn't safe? No, being around you isn't safe. Well, what does it matter to you if you got the jab and you're around people that didn't? You've got the jab, so you're safe, right? No, it's not like that. I'm not safe till you're all jabbed. Wait a second, that's not true. You're lying. If you've had the jab, you have the immunity of the jab, right? And they can't figure that out. They can't figure that logic out. If you've been jabbed, then you're immunized. But they don't believe it. They still wear masks. Masks that don't do anything. The mask does nothing. And if you wear the mask too long, you're going to get lung damage and brain damage for not having enough oxygen. That's for sure. So, you know, and if you wear the mask without washing it, you're going to have bacteria in your lungs. That's going to be uh, bacterial pneumonia. That's for sure. Guaranteed. And that, you know, you're much more likely to catch COVID. Guaranteed. But by all means, wear it. Do what Fauci tells you to do. All right. Well, you know, I, I, I just, uh, you know, we're living with this situation and, and, you know, we're living in this nightmare of this totalitarian state. You know, we're not, it's not America anymore. It's a totalitarian state where they basically are trying to dictate what we do. And we're hanging on by a thread. The greatest thing you can do is not do what they tell you to do. Thank you very much for your service. I will say in advance. If you get killed, you're a great patriot. You know, you know, don't do what they tell you. Fuck no, don't do what they tell you. Because what they tell you is going to get you fucking killed. They hate you. They hate anyone that's an individual. And they... They hate their own ranks. They hate their own military. They hate their own FBI. They hate their own D.C. swamp. They hate everybody. But they realize the necessity of having an army so they can, so they can force the whole world to do what they want you to do. And then you own nothing. Yes, that's like Cuba. Cuba! You own, how, how'd that be, huh? You own nothing. You go where they tell you. You can't do anything. I know communist man. Remember, Tony, when he said that? You're going to own nothing, he said. You got to do what you're told. Work it where they want you to work. Where they tell you to work. Meanwhile, never have a, enough food to eat. Never have enough uh, to, to keep the house in repair. Living in squalor. All for la revolution. All for fairness. <laughs> yes, it's fair. We're going to destroy every city on earth. You like Detroit? You like Chicago? You like Seattle? You like Portland? You like San Francisco? You like L.A.? 
Okay. Well, I'm just going to say that these are the realms of the, you know, the Democrats want to form one party, the Communist Party. You know, just like China, just like Venezuela, just like Cuba. The Communist Party. And they run the United States. And they confiscate all the farmland and all the inheritances. You know, they used to leave uh, farmland to the kids so they would work it after them. Now they want to come and take it. And banning all private property. And sticking all people in these little dorm rooms 200 feet wide. Two, I mean 200 square feet maximum. Communism is the most destructive force and everyone knows it. But they're doing it again because it's not the communism. It's not the fairness. It's about them telling, it's about their power. That's all it's about, period. They are corrupt in power and they want to not only lord it over you, but they want to put you in poverty. They want to destroy you and destroy everything. And then they want to call it a great nation, a great world. They even say the world begins in 2029 a year before the end of Agenda 2030. In 2029 will finally be the beginning. Meanwhile, between now and then, they must destroy it all so they can start again in 2029 with a much less population. That will be the Georgia Guidestone population having killed 7 billion people by then. And they're starting now. These deaths are going unreported in the VARES. The uh, injuries are, are more reported, but the deaths, they are squelching. And we know they are because we understand uh, what this uh, drug does. We understand that most of the people dying of the, of the Delta variant. Nights like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. The people dying from the Delta variant are mainly people that got the jab after they've had COVID. They get the jab after. Right. There is no Delta variant. That's the point. It's a complication of the jab. Period. Who are these people that believe otherwise? How feeble... How amazingly feeble and, and foolish and, and, and unable to do the simplest things mentally. I mean, uh, can they tie their shoe? Can they cook a meal? Can they drive a car? Should they be allowed to drive a car? And how much further will the IQ be taken down by their, by their soft uh, weapons? 80%? retarded whatever level of IQ is good and obedient good and pliable good and, good and ready to serve so below 100 above 80 somewhere in there and as soon as he or she connects that the great mother the divine will the great protector and take and the one who will take care of them is the one behind this entire movement of woke non-racism what is woke woke is poverty 
Does woke have anything to do with black people? No, it doesn't have anything to do with black people at all, other than teaching racism to black people and to white people. Yes, woke teaches racism uh, to either put black people on a pedestal or, you know, uh, or put yourself down if you're not black. I mean, it's, it's this whole divide between society and blacks. No, it's not real, but they love it because it uh, gives them a chance. You know, to divide, divide and conquer. So I guess for these, you know, certain small segment of the black community, it would mean, you know, they get to take over or something like that, you know, against the other races that are racist. I don't know. I'm I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I can't believe, and they said, well, the NFL, I heard this too. You've lost so much money in the NFL with people that just don't agree with this woke culture. It doesn't matter how much money we lose. We're going to stay after it because that's what the state wants. That's how they have power, by doing woke. Without woke, no power. Without woke, no racism. Without woke, no inequity. Iniquity and inequity. What's the whole point of woke is inequity. Universal income, uh, only uh, as a gimmick, and then they're going to cut it off. You're going to live in the same squalor as the most squalid days of Cuba. You're going to live right there. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to be happy. You're going to do what you're told. You'll be happy to be told what to do. You'll be told how many kids you can have. You're going to be told where they're educated. They're going to spy on you. And if if they find you to be drifting a little bit, you'll be hauled into the central police office where they will interrogate you to see what kind of thoughts you've been thinking, what kind of things you've been influenced by, what kind of music you've been listening to, what kind of books you've been reading, if anything, what kind of movies you've seen. And they're going to seek to cut all those influences off so that nobody gets the idea that they're going to, you know, do their own thing. Man, I went nuts, I guess. <laughs> Tony Montana. Okay, folks. Well, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, that it, it, it's going to be an exciting thing because I'm going to give away um, these DVDs here. I've got... I got four Girl Next DVDs, and I just asked that... Um, you know, if you like it, whoever gets them, give us a nice review on IMDb. Just put in IMDb and then uh, Girl Next 2021. That way you don't wind up with the Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door is an ongoing, you know, there's a lot of references to Girl Next Door. But Girl Next, if you put 2021 next to it and then IMDb, you'll go to IMDb. And all you do is give them, it's, it's Amazon, okay? You just give me your email. And give us a review on Amazon if you can. I don't think you, I think you can on Prime. You really can't do it unless you buy the DVD from Amazon as a verified purchase. But uh, yeah, you know, because why? Because that's going to determine how our, uh, you know, who's going to see us in foreign markets and, you know, what we're going to do in the future. It's going to, you know, basically, 
you know, it, it, it helps. It, it doesn't, it can't, you know, take place of, of the movie. I mean, the movie actually has to be, you know, <laughs> you have to have the goods with the movie because, but it's a cutting edge movie. Why is it cutting edge? Because it's got all the, um, you know, it's got all this, all these ideas. It's got all this, um, you know, it's, it's just a really, I'm amazed that we actually, you know, you know why we've gotten away with it, folks? Because the people are too dumb to figure it out. And that, and I don't, when I say that, I mean people that, you know, they want to, you know, a, a, a horsey or a ducky that they can paint, you know, paint by the numbers, you know what I mean? Or they freak out. So this is good. It means that you guys, real awakened people, understand what it's about, you know, and understand it's an entertainment as well. It's nothing if not entertaining. You know, it really is. That's what it's there for. It's these extreme characters. And by the way, these hoity-toity, holier-than-thou guys, they come around saying, oh, that's completely depraved. It's like, no, under any lots of different circumstances, you too will act up a certain way. You too could, you know, uh, find yourself in a depraved situation. I mean, you know, to, to, to think that uh, these people are above that, you know, they got their noses up in the air like that, that, they, that they're impervious to sin is ridiculous. And uh, they go, I don't find all that sex wasn't even sexy. It's like, no, we're not pandering to, you know, the porn, the soft porn industry. No, thank you. That's run by DARPA. Fuck you. God. Do we have to put up with the dumb shits in the United States, Trish? At least in France, people are, you know, and Spain, they're a lot smarter about the arts. Yeah, the arts. It's art. This is not a message. If you want to send a message, go use Western Union. This is a story. And it's very logical that it becomes a spiritual battle. It becomes a battle on many different uh, levels. But my only frustration is, you know, I love the good reviews. They're they're all very insightful and and they understand that we're you know what what we've kind of achieved here collectively, our our group. But um, the anti are so um, God. I hate saying stupid over and over, but it's so you know almost surreal and it's silly, kind of immature. Um, banter you know almost uh you know you, it, it's a sort of uh pedantic banter you know of uh oh it's just awful you know bad camera work this one guy goes bad camera work and you know it's like the guy won best cinematographer for europe on girl next and he's oh bad camera bad screenplay bad acting bad everything don't waste your time instead why don't you go see uh Black Widow, at least then you know you get a real straightforward thriller. You'll really like it, you know. So they're there shilling for the, you know, for the uh, for the studios, and then anything that's independent, they they knock it down because you see they they can't afford, you, you know, they're worried about the competition of you know people buying movies at just so much, right? And every time that an indie sells, they don't get any money, so they don't like it. So they got these you know guys out there. 
And if they can, they'll ruin your, your life. They'll, they'll, they'll try to ruin you and, and everything else because you didn't ask permission. You didn't work your way through the proper channels and go slave yourself to, you know, being a maid in LA and getting, taking it up the yin yang every other minute, uh, uh, because one day you want to be famous. So therefore you didn't pay your dues to Satan and, uh, therefore we're going to crush you. You know, there's that too because they're, they're, you know, these are slaves and, they can't do a decent film because it, a good story has to come from a, you know, if you're a free person and you want a story, it's going to have to come from someone that yearns for freedom too, yearns for justice, or else it's going to be immoral uh, sludge. When I say moral, it doesn't have to be perfect people. I mean, you know, uh, gee, was it right the guy got away with murder and he murdered that kid and murdered this and murdered that? And then in the end, he gets millions of dollars and gets to sail off with his life. Well, that might be that might be nice if the people that he murdered did something wrong. See, there's always some kind of right, and then of course the inordinate amount of black people put in in roles is just completely disgusting and shows how racist white Hollywood is. I mean, they are the most racist people in the world. I think are, are leftists are the most racist people. So they do this this reverse racism. Put black people in everything, even if it has nothing to do with the proportion or if it's not logical or it doesn't look real. Put them everywhere. You know what I mean? It, to, to, so they can hide and they can feel good about the fact that, that they can hide their real racism, which is, you know, white Hollywood is racist. That's all you can say. And black people should realize when they're being played like that. You know, rather than just, you know, accepting it like, oh, thank you. You're finally making amends toward all the wrongs that were done to us. We really appreciate it. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. It, it, it's completely fake. And someone that will do that, how good a movie can they actually do? When Jason Blum started doing that with horror movies, it was like, well, in one ear and out the other. I was, you know, gone. I saw one movie where they had like a, a 20-year-old black, you know, like college student being the head of this giant um, corporate, you know, this big operation of, uh, you, you know, big machinery operation calling the shots. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, you can't possibly think that anyone's going to believe that. You could have had a white girl in there too. They wouldn't have believed that, too young. But it's this indiscriminate putting, you know, of, of race replacing that goes on in the movies now, along with the rest of the woke stuff. And woke stuff doesn't work because it's immoral. How is it immoral? Because of certain tenets, the family's evil. Okay, that's, you know, that's immoral stance right there. Fathers are evil. Okay, well, then if you have that in your movie, I don't know what that's going to do, but that wouldn't be very interesting because it's not based on reality because most people would like to be a good father. Men would like to be a good father. They may not be a good father, but they'd like to aspire to being a good father. So if you don't have a father role there, then, then what do you have? Okay, the women run everything, and they're all black, uh, even though these are roles that were, were mixed across the spectrum of black, Asian, white, Hispanic, whatever, a blend. Instead now, it's this, this, this fucking abomination so why even watch their stuff? You see, 
when I look at a movie, I need to suspend my disbelief. I want to jump into the story and go with it. I don't want to start thinking about who's doing political correct stuff or if that, you know what I mean? I, I just want to go with it. I, you know, because you're prejudiced and because you're racist, F, you know, you want to be catered to in race. No, I don't want to be catered to. I just want reality. And that was the whole point is that uh, movies would be uh, simulate reality. And that's why we would suspend our disbelief. And that's why we got so involved in the stories and we really liked them. We really love black people. We really love the white people. We really love the uh, Hispanic people. We love everybody, all the characters that are in there. We come to love them if they're authentic, real characters. We love them. That goes across the board. That's what's so great about it. People love them. There's no racism in a movie. (laughs) It's got to be low IQ. It's got to be. It's got to be, right? That the people, the producers in Hollywood just have a really low IQ. Isn't that? That's got to be it. But they think they're really smart because they're woke and leftist. So they think they should, whatever their opinion is, it should rule the world. Isn't that what they are? <laughs> they go, Zeph, you should be nicer to Hollywood. I'm not going to be nice to anybody. Let me tell you something. I'm either going to be myself. And sure, maybe, you know, I've alienated, you know, the actors and the, and the, and, and the crew or wh- whoever else on my own movie because they're all so busy trying to be accepted that, of course, someone like me would be a pariah, but I, I don't really care. You know what I mean? My, my whole thing is I'd, I'd rather have the truth than try to impress some, what, some guy behind a desk who doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground? You've got to be kidding me. There's, you know, I don't need to ask anyone's permission. My permission comes from the Most High God. I put God first every day. Uh, let's pray. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord that you would give everybody the strength to be themselves, everybody the strength to put you first, everyone the strength to, to be able to, to cite your word, Lord, to cite your wisdom uh, openly in public without shame, without regret, and without fear, that, that your people, Lord, would be able to be themselves. In, the, in the Psalm 23, we, we plead Psalm 23, in the midst of the enemy, you'll make us a table that we will sit in and we will thrive in the midst of them that we will continue on, and, and not that we don't have regard for them, but we don't put up with their bullshit, Lord, that, that, we, that, we, that we put you first and we put everything else second, including any kind of endeavor, any kind of art, any kind of art form, movies, music, all of it is secondary, secondary at best, that you are first, Lord, that you are the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes to the Father except through you, Jesus, which is truth, which is axiomatic, which is the whole, the whole point of the whole thing. And they know this. And that's why they, they, they uh, are weaponized against you. They're only weaponized against one person. That's you, Jesus. I pray that you give all of us the strength to be ourselves and to be strong prayer warriors and watchmen and speakers and prophets and visionaries and that you make all of, uh, all of your artists, Lord, the cutting-edge artists of tomorrow, the, the ones, the movers and shakers, the ones who will not pull the punches, who will do brilliant work on your behalf. If the others can't do it, they'll be moved out of the way. Make room for your people taking the reins of the arts. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a prophetic statement. 
the people of the Lord are going to take the reins of the of the arts. You know, it's funny. A lot of the like heavy metal guys, they've gone from Satan to Jesus, right? And you're seeing it across the board. And also, I, I want to make another prediction. I predict rock is back. Yeah. Rock is back. I don't know how the money is going to go. There's no money being put into it right now, but I believe there will be. Because it's a, it's a voice of rebellion. I think rap is good too when it's like, if, you know, Tom McDonald is sort of setting a new, a new uh, path for... for uh, you know, rap about God, about, you know, about politics and things. And, you know, it could be, I, I you know, I know rap is very powerful, um, but it seems that rock is going to be, you know, it's going to be that thing. And when I say that, I don't mean, uh, you know, always about a political thing. I, I mean, that some, it's just, it's just sort of a vibe with rock. It's always rock versus dance music, right? There's always that thing, but I think there's going to be a change. I don't know how long it'll last. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four, beautiful girl next with a great artwork on the front. I got two left, folks. I, two have been claimed. Uh, if, you know, if you had gotten the notice that the Zephyr Board was on today and I did say that we'd have DVD giveaway, you should have gotten in there in the chat room and claimed it, okay? So th- these two are available. And... Um, you know, the red, oh, by the way, folks, do not buy the Blu-ray if you have a chance to buy. I'm sorry. It's not our fault. It's our distributor. Uh, Gravitas Ventures is the distributor. Uh, they've been dropping the ball lately. The, 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 the Blu-ray sucks. The, this HD is good enough. In fact, it might even be better resolution. Uh, the Blu-ray is like 720p. I would never spend extra money for a 720p anything. We have a beautiful 4K. And we kept telling them about it, and they're not going to put it out. We need you guys at Arrow Releasing or some place like that that's going to put out a beautiful 4K. We have a beautiful 4K uh, and you know surround sound HDR, HDR plus HDR10 mix, you know, and mastering in HDR. And this one, Quantum Devil, we're probably going to master in Dolby Vision, which is the uh, the, the the state of the art coming you know that most tvs will will adapt to that in the future but we have a beautiful 4k uhd hdr print that should have been the only thing that would be on the blu-ray and those of you who bought it i'm sorry you're gonna have to buy it again just keep it on handy i'm sure it plays on your tv and fine but you never saw it the way that we imagined you would but somehow the regular dvd does is better than the blu-ray so if you buy it folks girl next which i highly recommend and if you do buy it, and in Amazon, Amazon they send it to you, do please leave a review uh, there. And it, it, you know, it, if it, you know, you know, particularly if you like it, there are a couple of reviews on Amazon that are just going yuck, awful, horrible. Then others are saying this is, you know, they really like it. It's uh, that you know, water. It's like either ten stars or one star. It's the same thing that happened to Lamb. Well, what happened to Lamb over the years and Glass Backwards, which would be a great movie. Jeez, both of them would be. Ah, it's just a matter of energy and that's a matter of money too. It's people just don't get, they don't get my uh, my thing. They don't understand that I got the goods here. I've got the stories. I've got the goods. I've got the, the crew. I've got the whole thing. 
They don't understand. Because they're trying to indoctrinate people with their movies, you know, into woke and stuff like that. So it becomes more socially conscious, which is becoming unconscious, which is basically becoming, you know, knowing your place and staying in your lane and keep your mouth shut. Girl Next will make you shout from the rafters. Why? Because it's free. And it's wild. And it's unique. And it's original. And it's got, from every department, score, uh, cinematography, direction, acting, all of it. It's just telling a story that you're never going to get anywhere else. The only place you're going to get Girl Next is here. You know, yeah, we could have done an abduction story about how awful it is to be abducted and follow the girl through all her degradation out of Mexico, and then she could be shipped out to Abu Dhabi or something, and how she finally turns the tables on them and gets even. And the reason we don't do that is because that's been done before. And it's like, you know, do you need a ducky or a horsey and paint by the numbers versus the real battle? which is the spiritual battle, the battle within. And then the real battle. How about this? The entire thing. Spoiler alert. The entire thing was one big experiment. That's one of the kickers. Kick you right in the balls. The whole thing was one big experiment. Anyway, these are... I really like the, the regular DVD, the way it turned out, Trish, with the artwork and everything. I'm sorry about the credit, the credit uh, roll. The, the credit uh, block at the end doesn't seem right, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's basically good. It's, it's, it's a nice-looking front. I like it. It really pops. The word girl next, the, you know, really pops by being there stacked up on the end like that. So I, you know, give it a... Uh, and A, you know, um, and the next one will be even better. Oh, God, you wait till you see the next poster for Quantum Devil. Oh, God, I can't even look at the poster. It is so, it, it, it's so evil, you know, this, this one character. And um, it, it's going to be amazing. Plus, you've got this, this you know, there's, there's just a, you know, these characters, too, belong to some of my screenplays from the future. You know, that Larry, you know, got put in there and then I came in and did what I did on the screenplay and, you know, basically the rest is history. And, you know, I hope we can get to that next episode. That's that's my hope. Because that one will really explain a lot more. But in, in this one, oh man, the quantum devil, the, the poster that we're choosing as the lead poster. I mean, I know he was talking about doing something like having a poster every month and I'm like, well... My feeling is, you know, have a different poster like that and have different characters. The only reason I don't want to do that is because I don't think people would care. I think, you know what I mean? I don't, they don't know us. They don't know the characters. They don't know. The only reason I like this particular poster is because this particular shot is so completely evil. But maybe he's right. I, I'm, I'm always open. You know, I'm always, you know, a collaborator. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm a, uh, I don't think you can top the poster that we have right now, though. In terms of really, when you look at it, you just got to kind of turn away. I don't think it's going to get more powerful than that. 
no matter what other actor you put in there. It's this particular one. There's an energy in it. There's an energy in it. But, uh, yeah, um, you would do well to have one of these. Trish will send it. I think, um, you know, maybe you could have it as a collector item before they they uh, finish the billing block. On the end, before they straighten out, you say, look, there's some mistakes there. Our distributor is a little bit, you know what I mean? They they make the DVDs and they sell them and this is their business, you know, but uh, they they didn't put much, you know, much into it that I would have wanted. I, I believe this film will be a classic at some point and then it will be re-released in that 4K, which is, it just, that explodes off the screen and that's going to be a good one. But uh, the next one, we're going to have an option. I believe we're going to be... Uh, going to a subscription service, ours, Crazed House. Crazed House is the brand, okay? Always think of Crazed House when you think of us. Think of Crazed House. That's where you're going to get a certain kind of thing, a certain kind of movie, a certain kind of thing is going to come out of Crazed House. Uh, you'll be able to subscribe uh, to an app and put it on your t- smart TVs or anywhere you like, phone, pads, TVs, big screens, because we're going to have a 4K uh, you know, a 4K stream or a 4K, uh, even a 4K download where you can actually get it on your TV in 4K from, from our outlet. We're not going to chintz you. We're not going to give you like 10, 1080p. We, right now, the highest resolution, resolution we have is 1080p. We don't even have 2K. 2K would have been acceptable. 2K would have been the standard on what's on a uh, uh, Blu-ray DVD, but we want to go 4K. So next time, you know, what we're going to do is consolidate everything under one roof. So you have Crazed House, you're going to have the, the you know, Girl Next, the Quantum Devil, uh, webisodes, interviews, um, you know, uh, other things going on, you know, every week. And uh, leading up to the next film, you'll be able to get involved in, um, you know, some in-house crowdfunding. We might do some of that where we give you guys premiums you know, for being involved financially if you'd like to help out. It takes a lot of money to launch a film, so we need, you know, help, but we want to offer something for it so you get some, you know, run for your money, including, yeah, we could have a walk-on part, sure. Walk-on, you want to be in the movies? <laughs> I should play an old man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 you know, it's, what we're going to be doing is it's going to be an in-house situation, probably. Uh, we want to just get as far away from... Um, we don't need Hollywood. i just put it that way. You know, what we're doing now is the traditional route, and it's... Do they even care about these DVDs? I mean, I, I, I want you to have a 4K, but this is good. This HD is good. This, this will work for now. But we will have another, uh, you know, DVD coming. I'm, I'm hoping it's from this one house in the UK that we really like. And um, because they really like these kind of films, you know what I mean? So I'm just thinking, you know, that that might be a liaison. And then we have to have foreign distribution, okay? So that's not Hollywood. That's foreign television, dubbing, and like we're going to release. Girl Next is going to be in beautiful 4K in uh, theaters in Spain. I think something like 35 theaters. 
which is really pretty nice, right? And we're going to be, you know, paid to do it. So that's coming up, and then it will get reviewed there. I think, I guess that's going to be the debut will be in Spain, which is fitting because of all the Spanish input we've had on the film. We've had, you know, half the team was Spanish. So that's probably where it's going to get released. We we wanted UK, but the f- problem in the UK is they're still locked down. You know, it's still draconian there. So we're thinking Spain, uh, France, you know, Europe, and then you know, getting getting a uh, uh, probably get a sales agent for Girl Next to to sell the rest of the four. We had a sales agent, but we we didn't see eye to eye, and and uh, you know, he, nobody really pitched this thing right. It's not a horror movie. It's it's like a uh, a, a, a dramatic thriller, mystery, horror, suspense. You know what I mean? It's kind of a combo. It, it's not a traditional. So if you want traditional horror and that's what you think this is, you're probably going to be like, you know, a little bit nonplussed. You know, you're probably going to, you know, this is uh, almost like, you know, the way it starts out. It's like almost a like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And, you know, definitely has aspects of like Kubrick type films and, you know, enigmatic kind of things and questions and most people end up watching it like there was this one guy who left a review on IMDb had seen it four times four times <laughs> he saw it four times and um he he just you know someone else said to me that they they thought it was a big f u it is i mean in a way it it, it i suppose because we are not going to go with you know, feed the public the the kind of drab BS they've been felt they've been fed the last few years. I mean, there have been good movies, but they're again they're very few and far between. They should be having many good movies, but they've opted for propaganda instead. The suits. I can't believe. I can't even believe they wear suits. You know, that's what that's that's what Hollywood executives should just go in like, you know, with diapers, right? So they can experience, you know, pooping themselves. I mean, I think that would probably be uh, you know, more woke. They say, Well you're, you're like a right wing bigot. No, I'm not right wing. No, not right wing, and I ain't left wing. I got my own wings, buddy. It's called common sense, experience, a bit of wisdom, a little bit street smart. Seen this show before, don't want to go down the road of slavery. I like freedom. Freedom does not make me right or left. It makes me a breathing, living human being. Freedom. Nothing wrong with it. Not freedom to trounce on anybody else. But the freedom to kind of move around, to discover, you know, to get it on my path, to discover things, to have a fulfilled life, which I have had. And thank you very much, Lord. But now my, the freedom to worship in the way I want to worship, which is God first in everything. And that's, that's my way. That's the only advice I can give you, God first in everything. And just keep at it. We, I keep at it. That's why we're up so early. We're, we're putting God first. I mean, we are bringing God into this conversation. I just got to cut the, uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite though. That, that doesn't, you know, there's so many people that don't cuss and they're just 
full of themselves. <laughs> uh, God bless you guys. I love you guys. Listen, uh, if you want this and you hear it later, just email. Can they email you, Trish? Uh, if you don't get, we, we got two left. Is that right? Okay, so, okay, then that means that people have uh, seen it in the chat room. Okay, that's fine. A lot of you have seen it, and, and thank you for that. And thank you for giving us the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the respect of understanding what went into this thing and understanding what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to repeat some stupid, silly bee thriller, okay? Not the idea. Not, and we don't want to do propaganda either. We want to... A real story. And the real story sometimes has to deal with things that are very uncomfortable. You know, like the other world. Like what's the realm of death? Things like that. You know, what is the military-industrial complex? That's kind of an interesting idea, too. Okay. God bless you. And uh, just get in touch with Trish. Uh, Trish is on Facebook. Uh, you can also contact her through the Zeph Report page, the Girl Next is a page, and Crazed House. But anyway, we're Crazed House. Um, that's our brand, and that's in the future where we're going to, you know, I'm, I think the Zeph Report will stay broadcasting autonomously outside that. But we're going to have, um, you know, interviews. What? One left. Okay, so now there's four gone. I got three here. Do you have one over there? I got three here. Am I supposed to have four? Okay, so that's it on those. Gone, baby, gone. One left. One left. Anybody else? Or forever hold your peace. Free DVD sent to you free of charge that you may enjoy the madness of Heinrich. Oh, and I forgot. I think we're going to go out with some Girl Next uh, snippets here. Oh, yes. Why should we not? I don't know if Prime Video will let me. Prime Video was a pretty good presentation, I thought. I, I saw it on Prime. You know what I mean? Good sound, good picture, good everything. Scarface. Scarface has five stars. And no... IMDb, it's 8.3. Of course. IMDb is full of people that hate everything. But yeah, Scarface is a perfect movie. Don't even kid yourself. And they're pushing like Dr. Sleep instead of, uh, you know, The Shining. You know, they can go, you know what? You guys are so fucking lame. God, you just exasperate me to no end. It's always stupidity. You know, it's it's right. It's it's always stupidity. It's always, you know, some kind of lame thing that that, that disappoints. It's 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 never something that's really. Here's girl next. Okay, it's right next to Scarface. Let's see if I can cue it up. And here we got some people that are really irate. So we got four out of five stars. We got obviously some people are really irate. Hey, if you like it, you got to get over to to Prime and uh, somehow give it a give it a go with a review because the the uh, 
you know, the, 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 it'll be, they'll probably be putting pressure on us for another, for a while, but really the real fans are going to be, you know, they don't come in for like, it takes about a year to really get the, you know what I mean? And get the brand crazed house going and get people kind of behind what we're doing. And then, you know, it's different, but you know, we were just thrown out there in the deep end of the pool and that's fine. Let me see if I can, uh, I can hear it, but you can't. Okay, so we're going to hear this little dinner table thing. This has become famous by a couple of reviewers, and so I'm going to play this thing, and I'm going to open that up, and let's see what we get. I have some of that. You just think you're so smart making the live sex toys for the erectile dysfunction set? You're a throwback to an antiquated science, a dumb brute force using World War II. Trauma creates more trauma. It's not just manipulation of personality and mental cognition, behavioral modification and predictive programming. <laughs> Splitting off opens for the other side to infiltrate and fail as they always do. <laughs> Dissociation and reprogramming. The future grid is nano digitization of the freaking universe. Time and space. Mass consciousness as the weapon of choice. Game theory at the molecular point at the bio digital nexus point. You guys get it? It's called, it's called technology. <laughs> it's macro now, not micro. Mm -mm. That's where the real money is, you know? Like money, money, money. <laughs> what, did you think they were gonna pay you for a new Sophia? <laughs> Bunny. You're just their little, your little pet, like a little kitty cat. We are leaving now. Lorian, you're coming with me. Give me the fucking smart keys. And yes, I do know what I mean. So stuff that forlorn look up your tiny ass, sweetie pie. Your generation just doesn't understand quality. Or making things the right way, the real way. Step by step, right hand. Keys, now. Smart keys. You have no fucking idea how much the damage you've cost. I'm sure that you have added it all up and calculated to the penny, right? Thank you. Let's go. All right. I think that'll give you a little <laughs> run for your money. And, uh, 
you know, give you something to uh, uh, chew on there. And uh, we will uh, see you next time. God bless you, each and every one. They keep saying this is a hologram. It's a hologram. It's a hologram. You're the imprint of a spirit riding an electrical wave that looks like a human. Get it? Get it? Where can you get it? Outside this biosphere. When the way out is the only way in. and smooths out all the bumps. In other words, take a breath and just wait a moment.